Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Welcome back, everybody. This is the new series of the Doggy Pod, the Vet Tales. <laughs> and who's who's speaking? Who are you? Oh, who am I? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm Dr. Rob. Yes. Dr. Rob Zammett. Dr. Rob Zammett, and I'm Stephen Pease, Dr. Rob Zammett's producer, who's obviously not doing a very good job because he couldn't even introduce himself properly. <laughs> but anyway. Yes, this is a new season, uh, as, uh, as people may be aware, of the Doggy Pod. We're calling uh, Dog Tales. And, vet tales um, or vet tales that's true vet tales well, although i've got tales. a really good story about a dog well you do which is which is what today's going to be because you've got an absolute crack which we've talked a little bit about before because yeah. it's such an unusual story but there's a few other details uh, about yeah. this particular story that people may not have been aware so of. let's set the scene we're back now in the 1980s folks back in the day Jeez, and okay. uh that's a very long time ago right? there was a lot of um heartworm around and there were no 
what's called antigen tests. These days you get take a drop of blood, you mix it with a few chemicals, you put it on a little slice, special slide, just like you do with the COVID test with your um, swabs. You put this on a slide and the blood goes up and if you get two lines, you've got heartworm. Oh, really? So it is that similar to... Um, <clears throat> Correct. But, but that test wasn't available back then. Those type of tests were not available. And so we had to look under the microscope and see if you could see the larvae of heartworm called, called microfilaria in the blood. But mm. there were some cases where there were no larvae, but the dog still had heartworm. But how do you know it had heartworm? Yeah, it was pretty, pretty tough. You, this dog came in and she was yellow in the whites of what, the what eyes. What sort of dog? A cattle dog. Oh, yeah. And oh, she was yellow in the whites of her eyes, pale yellow gums. Her liver was enlarged. Her heart didn't sound, you know, you could hear a murmur. It was bad. She had some fluid in the chest. We x-rayed her, and what we saw were the, uh, the arteries coming from the lungs, the pulmonary arteries, were large, and they tapered off very quickly they were truncated and this was a sign these are all signs of what's called occult diaphyllariasis yeah try saying that when you're drunk <laughs> but it's basically heartworm with no microfilaria we decided that was the case but this dog was knocking on death's door she was an active young you know, six-year-old cattle dog yeah. who was literally lying on the table not wanting to move too much so she was pretty close. As Very close concerned. to death and too close to even think about treatment. Now, the treatment in those days was pretty harsh. We had to use intravenous arsenic to kill the worms, but it was too late for that. Way too late to do that. So obviously very, very small doses of arsenic. But this dog, you know, just she licked me and she was gorgeous. Her name was Kelly and I don't think that the owners were mine because... Her surname was Maitland, Kelly Maitland. I'll never, ever forget her. We laid her down on her side and we thought, what are we going to do? And a friend of mine who was actually a horse vet was there. <laughs> he said, let's get into it. Um, Derek Major. And we shaved the jugular vein on one side. So and were there dangers <clears throat> in putting a dog that, that's that sick? We didn't uh, knock her under? out. We didn't oh, knock her out. That's what I'm she thinking. She was so sick, we couldn't knock her out. Yeah, we yeah. laid on the side. The nurse was holding her. We shaved the neck. We put some local anesthetic in the neck area. And these long forceps, what's called alligator forceps, they're thin forceps about 40, 50 centimetres long. Mm. So, the do so the dog's doing this not knocked out, but still not lying there. Not knocked out, she's lying there. We cut... Wow the skin over the jugular. The alligator forceps are very long, and at the very end of them, they have a little mouth that opens like an alligator, just opens and shuts. Mm. So we, we brought up the jugular vein, we made a little cut in it, we you know, clamped it off, and introduced these forceps down the jugular vein all the way into the heart. And we could tell we were in the heart because we did this on the x-ray table, we could take x-rays, when we were there, we opened the the uh, forceps, grabbed onto what we hoped was not part of the heart muscle or something, and pulled. And it was a little bit of a tug because the thing wouldn't give, mm. and pulled it right out. And we had probably three or four heartworm there. We dropped them down, sent the forceps back. We did it half a dozen times until we could get no more heartworm. 
removed a lot of heartworm from... So the, so the heartworm, just without getting too icky, are yep. they're still alive and squirming? Oh, they were wor- squirming around and I was oh, yeah, th- looking at these heartworm. You were doing this to my Kelly Maitland, you die, you bastards. <laughs> but, yeah, we got them all, got a fair bit out. Yeah, we didn't, wow. don't know if we had them all or not. But then we tied off the juggler, because you can tie off one juggler if you have to, um, sewed it all up and kept her on supportive therapy through the night. Next day, Kelly Maitland was standing up saying, thank you very much. Um, we treated her wow. uh, for the lung congestion and the liver disease. And once it was better from that, we gave her intravenous arsenic again to mop up any heartworm that we hadn't killed. And within a few weeks, this dog was running around much, much better, mm. much better. So we don't see as much heartworm these days you know, in Sydney and where we, where we live, which is thankful, maybe because we're using good preventives. Would, would uh, back then uh, Kelly have been given heartworm tablets or not well, really? The heartworm tablets in those days were daily heartworm, yeah. uh, a drug called uh, DEC, diethylcarbamazine, even remember it. Um, we had to give it every day to yeah. stop heartworm. So people and would forget. She just, yeah, easy to forget to give daily heartworms, whereas the once a month, well, what I do, first of the month, I, rem- I remember to give it. Yeah, oh. that's, that's our rule around the first month. And sometimes I forget, like, oh, it's the fourth of the month. Gosh, and I haven't given heartworm. Mm, mm. And it's not too bad for giving in winter because heartworm um, has to be transferred by a mosquito sucking up some of those microfilaria it develops in the mosquito and then it in, injected back into another dog and that's how they get heartworm we just don't see it as much in sydney either because people are giving preventives um, some people say it's pro- possibly because we saw a big increase after a big cyclone in the northern territory called cyclone tracy and there was a big influx of of uh, heartworm everywhere mm. um fairly you know even more south of Sydney would see it. Um, but even so, in those days, it was not uncommon. And so we saved it. But here's the thing, folks. This is just here's the most the amazing story. Here's the twist to this dog tale. Kelly Maitland, um, the owners took her for a couple of hundred kilometres uh, drive to a place called Maitland in Australia, which is... Which is north of, of Sydney. North, yeah, north uh, slightly west of But a good 200 kilometres couple of kilometres. And what did Kelly Maitland do? Oh, she chased after some kangaroos and so into they, the they bush. So they took her up to a property? Up to a property and she was out in the bush yeah. and she went chasing kangaroos and they raced off after her, but she was very healthy and very fast and so were the kangaroos <laughs> and they lost Kelly Maitland. Can you believe that? After all that, they lost. They came back and told me and I... So they oh, had to drive back home without to her Sydney and, without their oh, dog. So, so sad. Oh, how so hard sad. would that have been? <sighs> Very, very difficult because they, they end up spending you know, the night there trying to find her and they yeah, just couldn't yeah, find yeah, her. Yeah. Hope that the kangaroos didn't get her because sometimes when a dog chases a kangaroo and gets a kangaroo, a kangaroo can fight back with well, a kangaroo. Big, usually wins, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, big claws, they can rip a, a dog apart. Mm. Didn't happen or may not have happened, we don't know. Well, we do know actually. <laughs> this is the weird thing, folks. A few months later, I looked a few out, months later. Yeah, I, I looked out my consult window and I thought, that's strange. There's a dog out there, no owner. And I'm thinking, no, it was a cattle dog. And yes, it was Kelly Maitland. She had turned up, walked a couple of hundred kilometres in, in 
that time and came all the way back to the veterinary clinic to vineyard. But how? That's just not possible. No, I'm telling you, as 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 I live and breathe, there was there she was in my parking area. I went out, put a lead on. I said, "What are you doing here, Kelly?" And in she came. We gave her a meal, and she was a little bit thinner, and pads were a bit worse for wear. We rang the owners up, and uh, they would have been crazy they, beside themselves. Well, I couldn't believe it. Like what? Where did she come from? How did she get there? I what? hope they hadn't bought another dog in the No, meantime. they hadn't. That would have been awkward. <laughs> but, yeah, they came and collected her and never let her out of her sight again. And But you can't... There's no other... Um, re, not reason. There's no other way that, that she could have gotten back 200 kilometres to you. Well, yeah, she didn't know anyone. I don't think anyone gave her a lift. We don't know. We just don't know how she did it, but she certainly did it on her own. And she came all the way back. Like that's crossing major six-lane highways. Yep, absolutely. Busy highways and tracking down through bush and trying to get food and things like that for herself. So she essentially lived in the bush for two or three months. Yep, just making her way back to Sydney and, and back to Vineyard and into our place. She saw that and thought, yep, I know this place, I remember this place. Okay, well, put put your rational uh, science, scientist's hat on now. Yep. H- how is that possible? Well, they say magnetic forces, the dogs can work it out, um, more than looking at stars and things like that. But still, but, to uh, you, though, to you, how, how, would, how would she know to come to you, well, th- where you were? She loved me. Yeah. I'm a no. scientist and she loved me. There must be another reason. <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah, I, look, Stephen... I, so, yeah, there's no kind of scientific I, backup to this as no, to how it could have been done. I, only that I do know that dogs... Uh, remember Brother Bede? He was a brother at a Catholic brother at a boarding school at uh, Joey's in Sydney. Never heard of him. No. He had um, chows and I went to his 90th birthday party. I used to help him look after his dogs. Right. He had these chows. And he said to me, Robert, I have it on good authority that all good dogs go to heaven. So I guess they have souls and there <laughs> Kelly Maitland's soul told them to come back to our place. That was it. I'm, I'm still flabbergasted by how that's Well, I, yeah, I don't know what, how she... Well, I guess it was familiar to her. It was certainly a familiar place. She probably um, could have s- smelt the, your area because you're in a rural area. Yeah, so there may have been yeah, sense. Yeah, and, and we're on the main road uh, down from Maitland, so probably the first area of recognition from her coming down that road. I think, oh, I know this place. I've, I've been here. I've lived here for a few, quite a few weeks, a few months when I was sick. And so in she came. So she didn't think to go to her home first? No, she came to the vet first to make sure she was okay. Oh, After yeah. a trek like that, wouldn't you go to the doctors first? <laughs> well, that's true. So you were saying her pads were in not great yeah, condition? Yeah, well, you could see she'd knocked around a bit, but not bad, not you know, not totally worn out, but she'd done, done the walking a couple of cuts here and there. and What would she have eaten, do you think, out in the bush? Well, in those days, one of the things that we had a lot of in the bush was rabbits. You know, rabbits so you are, reckon she caught a rabbit? I would say. So rabbits are pests in Australia. They really are. They, they cause a lot of devastation to our vegetation and pastures and things. Mm. So I assume that, and or unfortunately, some of our native animals as well. You know, possums and things and... The like those sort of so things. So would she have realised that the only way she's going to survive is to, is to become a cold-blooded killer? <laughs> no, just to become a hunter, <laughs> a hunter, hunter and gatherer, yeah. and eat some food and go on, push on. 
that's because she was not, you know, she, she wasn't nasty or anything like that. She was just the same Kelly Maitland, happy to see me, wagging her tail. She was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. And then in you come, oh, some food, thank you. And she mm. was very thankful. And I wonder if she got fed by people along the way, could maybe. Have. Very, she was so friendly, people would have. I, I'm sure she would have been, you know, have you got some food for me? And oh, here, I'll share my but sandwich. Didn't, with you. didn't she have a phone number on her on a collar? No or collar, no oh. collar. They just went out to a farm, and she didn't have a collar. And off oh. she took, and no, no one. Yeah, there was no microchipping in those days. No microchips. I don't think they'd even been invented in those days. Yeah, so she's just this wandering wonderful dog, dog that just wandered home from Maitland, two hundred kilometres. Well, didn't want to home, wanted to the vets first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most so do you, case. do you know what age she lived to? Um, I do because... Ah, oh, you didn't have to be the one. Mm, oh. That was tough. That was God, tough. So you saved her life and then you had to put her out of her misery when the time Yeah, came. she was... Was she, she not well? She, well, she was 15 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, she was a good age when she passed. Good age. And wasn't, wasn't enjoying life at that stage. She was suffering by the end. It was, you know, <clears throat> joints were gone and she her joints went and the spine went, the actual spinal cord. You know, she wasn't, she dragging her feet and things. Oh, it was, it was yeah, time. It was yeah, time. Yeah. Just her time. What an extraordinary part of her life you were then. Oh, incredible dog. Yeah. Incredible dog. Yeah, it was a, but yeah, that's a really great it, feeling to be able to help a dog like that and to have it. I felt like she was giving back by coming back to see me. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you do hear stories about dogs around the world doing similar things, don't All you? All the time. They, yeah, even here. Owners. I've heard other stories in, in, where dogs have made their way home. The dogs have come off boats and made their way to home. Quite incredible stories because we live on... You know, in Australia, we have this little ribbon of life that we live right around, around the coastline yeah, of true. Australia. Yeah, People yeah. live there and so they're often on... Uh, little trips out in the ocean and there yeah, I've heard of a couple of dogs that came off boats and owners couldn't get them back because the ocean was just there was a rough ocean and they were in trouble and thought the dog had drowned but the dog came in and in both cases the dogs went home Wow What a great story to um for this episode of the Doggy Pod, uh, Vet Tales. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, there's plenty of more of those, plenty more of those coming your way soon in other episodes. We'll talk to you on the next episode. I'm off to train Oggy. Oh yeah, better get back to Oggy, who's been very patient sitting outside the studio waiting for her dad or his dad, his dad, <laughs> Sorry, his dad. waiting for his dad to come out and give him some more training. So yeah, you better get on to it, mate. See you, folks. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 